0: It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the
1: Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name's Taylor Fike, and I have with me Brad. Yeah. Brad the Dad, as I like to call him. Brad is my dad, but we are partners here at Fike Advisors as financial advisors. And uh, today. We wanted to take the next step into our process as to what we lead our clients through when we're doing a retire ASAP plan with them. So if you remember a little bit of last week, uh, we talked about setting up a goal or or setting up your dream as to what you want your retirement to look like. And that's where we start step one with all of our clients, because it's so important. If we don't know where we're heading, how are we ever going to get there? And so I know that we talked a lot about mostly about what your dream is. We talked a little bit about setting up an idea of a general Budget for what you're looking for as you head into retirement. But this week we have
0: a little bit new information for you, right? Oh, yeah. What we have today is profound wisdom. Profound wisdom. You heard it here first folks. Those are the two words I'm using this morning. I've already used wisdom in a couple emails to some clients this morning. I
1: feel like you have one of those calendars that has like the word of the day on it and and that word of the day is like profound or wisdom one or the other. It just pops out of my head. I really don't have a plan there. (laughs) Oh no. Our financial advisor in the room doesn't have a plan. Is
0: this bad news for all of us? Well it's a theme of the day plan. It doesn't exist so maybe I need to design one. That could be the next step. Well, we could we could have a whole episode on designing a plan for
1: you. I feel like we might need a whole series of episodes for that. but Might be all over the place. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, anyway, what I wanted to talk about here, and uh, Brad and I discussed, we want to talk about the second step in our process that we take with our clients, and we we're trying to decide exactly how we wanted to word it so that it's clear and simple, and I think what we came up with is the best way to describe the next step that we take with our clients is we take an inventory, and that's kind of a business word because I think when I think of taking inventory, I think of the... The stock shelves at the grocery store and the high school kid that comes by and stocks the shelves and takes inventory of what needs restocked. But this is a little bit different than stocking the shelves. What we're really talking about, and Brad, you can go into this a little bit, what we're really talking about is we want to know where you're at today.
0: Yes, I, I have to agree with that. Um, and really, it is kind of like the shopping uh, or the grocery store, I should say, inventory, because we, we want to know exactly what you have. And I think one of the elements that we run into is that, and I mentioned this in the last discussion, was that people have stuff everywhere. And a lot mm-hmm. of times we just, it's like going through the grocery store without a grocery list. Hey, I got this extra 10 grand, I put it in a CD, you know, two years ago, I didn't know what else to do with it, so I stuck it there. Or I got 5,000 sitting in this money market checking account. I got stuff, you know, little, bits and pieces that as I went through my walk through life, I threw it in there because I didn't know what else to do with it or it looked like a good thing at that. So I don't really know what all, I, I never really put it on one piece of paper. I know in my head I see a statement once a year or quarterly from all these different places, but I never really put it together and and took a big snapshot of it.
1: And that goes back to some of the stuff that I was talking to a fellow advisor. He's from Cincinnati. And he said something that was really interesting to me. He told us that he tells all of his clients their net worth. And I said, why do you need to tell your clients that? You know, that seems kind of silly. And he goes, most of them have no idea what they're worth. And I thought as an advisor, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm going, I know what I'm worth because it's like my job. I have to look at everybody else's net worth. I should know. But the reality is it's just what you say. You have a little bit here, a little bit there. You have some debt here. You've paid off things over here. And in your mind, you know where everything's at generally, but you don't have an exact number. And so for some people, when you, we read their net worth to them and, and when we go through a retire ASAP plan, some of them are shocked. They go, What? I have that much, and no, it's not always that you have that much cash on hand, because we include different assets uh, in your net worth, but still, it kind of amazes people that they don't realize that over the years, as they get into a lot of their lifestyle, they can forget how much they've accumulated in different places. And sometimes they don't realize how much interest is on that CD and how much that grew, or they don't realize that over the last three or four years, what the stock market has done. So they didn't realize how much was in their 401k. And when you put it all together on one piece of paper, some people are pretty proud of that and they should be because they've worked hard to get to that point. But it's funny how many people have no idea how much inventory, if we can put inventory in quotation marks, how much money or how much worth they have actually accumulated over their life.
0: Right. And I don't think people in general know how to calculate that. I mean, there's a lot of people go, well, I have no idea what a network, how do you figure a net worth? Right. You know, assets, liabilities, all that good stuff. So. You know, that's another piece of profound wisdom that you'll profound learn through wisdom. the ASAP program.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. I hear that many times today here.
1: Oh, okay. Well, profound wisdom. It's the phrase of the day, the words of the day, however we want to put it. Well, what I wanted to do is we have a document that we go through with all of our clients that we take through a retire ASAP program. And if you are a client listening, um, you may not recognize some of the things that we're talking about in this document. And that's mostly because we don't, read word for word off the document when we're talking to you but what you might recognize as we go through this document is the same themes that we ask you in our appointments now if you're not a client or you're a client of another advisor you may hear some things in this document and go wow I, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before and and maybe you need to have a conversation with your advisor about that but before we get too far in here I want to do a little bit of a disclaimer We are financial advisors. Brad and I are both financial advisors, but this podcast is for educational purposes only. We're not giving actual advice on here because neither of us know who you are. We don't personally know you. And if we do personally know you, we're not actually talking about your personal information when we're talking about these tips and tricks and ideas that come with financial planning. We're just talking 10,000 foot view. We're talking about things in general. If we use any examples as we go through this, they are fictitious examples. Now, they may be related to some experience that we've had, But we're not quoting any specific client of ours, and we don't want you to take any of this advice. We want you to talk to your legal advisor, your tax advisor, or your current financial advisor before you make any decisions when you're doing any financial planning, because you want to make sure that you have the most up-to-date current advice specific to you. So that little disclaimer out of the way, we want to dive into this document. And so the first thing that we do with our clients is kind of common sense, but the first thing we do is we get their personal information.
0: Yeah, well, we need to know who they are and uh that starts with identification of who you are, not necessarily, you know, your hobbies and sorts. We just need to know name, address, social numbers, dates of births, kids' names, just that kind of personal information.
1: Right, because whether you know it or not, how many kids you have and how old they are, whether or not they're in your household, whether or not they're dependents, that plays a role in your financial plan because that affects long-term taxes and that can affect the way that you're planning for college planning and that can affect all kinds of different things. So we actually do want to know personal information. A lot of times when it comes to investing and opening up any sort of account that has to do with money, social security numbers are important, data bursts are important as identifiers and those things. So we like to gather all that information. One of the big things, though, that most people don't realize, we want to know about your employment and because when it comes down to taking inventory we need to know who your employer is and what your gross annual income is we even go into some of the tax documents and we'll talk about that in a little bit but we want to know information about your income because that affects the longevity of a retirement plan it does matter what tax bracket you're in it does matter if you have earned income or passive income whether all your money's coming from previous retirement plans or all your money's coming from you know a side business that you call passive income, or whether it's coming from your W-2 job that you work for your employer, those things all matter. So we get a lot of personal information. We also have to get personal information for legal purposes, because believe it or not, there are criminals out there who try to launder money. I don't. Who, you watch Ozark, don't you, Brad? Oh, yeah. That's a great that, show, that's by a the good.
0: way. Yeah. And you see a new one's coming out. It's oh, coming do. out in March, I think it I is. I do love me some Ozark. I, uh, but as, anyway. And as we digress here into <laughs> <Right>. this subject... <laughs> Uh, it never ceases to amaze me of how many people will, write, will offer to write a check to us directly, personally. Got to be careful of that. So just as a little side note, if you do have an advisor
1: and he says, please write your check to my advisory firm, um, unless there's a specific situation that you're very familiar with and how he's managing accounts, it's very likely a fraudulent situation. I think the, that's the biggest Personally, thing.
0: Personally, for sure. That's
1: how Bernie Madoff got away with a lot of his stuff. It's, it's amazing how simple it is, but he truly, he had his clients write checks to his business. And so since it wasn't going to some sort of custodian and there was no oversight over that, he would just take the money right out of his business and spend it the way he wanted to. And how many people lost billions of dollars of that guy? Just off of a simple thing, writing the check to the wrong person. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Exactly. So be aware of that stuff. But anyway, yeah, as we digress into that world. But <laughs> the, the idea here is we want personal information because we want to make sure that everything's legitimate. We want to make sure that we're taking into account your family and your kids and your spouse and all the incomes involved and making sure that we know where employment in, information is so that we know where the income's coming from and all that stuff is legitimate. Legitimate. So well, the first thing we do is we like to take down personal information.
0: And, the, and the, you know, the core thing from the regulator standpoint is that we need to know our client. And how are we going to know our client if we don't know basic information such as that.
1: Yeah. And this is the thing, too, that we find as we have these conversations with clients is uh, there are a handful of people that are very protective of their information. And rightfully so. It's a dangerous world out there anymore. You can't just go putting your social security number into any form online. But you do need to have confidence in your advisor and make sure that you trust them enough that you can share that information because it is pertinent to your financial plan and things of that nature you got it if you don't trust your advisor with your social security number how are you ever going to trust them with your retirement plan or your money to be invested it's just so if you already have eerie feelings about an advisor um, make sure that you're looking into that stuff for sure but after we get personal information the next big step when we're taking inventory is
0: oh the the fun part the fun part as i stated in the last episode is the bad nasty word of budget and i think the last uh, episode we talked budget as a general statement and today in this part of the process we want to know what your current budget is this is where you're at point a so this is where we're trying to figure out where we're at today
1: Right. And we've talked about this, and I think we even talked about it in our last episode, that there is different ways to budget. You can do just a general budget. Say, okay, I know what's going out every month. And I know what's coming in. Then there's more complicated ways like Tori and I do, my wife and I, where we're going through each envelope and earmarking a certain amount of money for each one. And there's everything in between. There's software that does it these days. You can connect certain websites into to monitor your bank account to know when you swipe your card at this place and it marks it as a grocery spend and you can track how many times you bought groceries that month. There's all kinds of different ways to budget. But the reality is we need to know that as advisors when we're doing this kind of stuff because the biggest thing is if we don't know where you're at budget-wise, let's say we don't realize it, but based on your budget, you're spending more than you have coming in, there's no way that you're ever going to get towards your retirement retirement dream. If you have a retirement dream, if you're spending more in your, than what's coming in now, you're probably not going to be saving anything. That's common sense. And if you're not saving anything, how are you ever going to get to this next step of where you want to go in your life without work or without get, making more money of some sort? And so this is all a huge part of what we look at. I know it's kind of silly. It's like, okay, well, duh, they need to know how much money I have coming in. They need to know how much we spend and all that stuff. But it's very interesting how many clients we have a conversation with. And I go, OK, so talk to me about your budget. How do you how do you guys know how much goes in and out? And they go, well, we don't. And it's like, well, don't you or are, are you sure you don't monitor any of that stuff? And they'll, they'll walk through their process and it's different every time. But still, it's, it's amazing that they're surprised when we ask them, what do you spend and, and what are you kind of expecting to save this year and things like that? Well, I didn't know you needed that information. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a very important part. And like we said in the last episode, we do want to know that information for purposes of saying, okay, well, what about your retirement income? If, you're, if you have your retirement dream, what's that going to be compared to what you're doing now? And are we able to sustain this lifestyle and be able to get the lifestyle you want down the road? We need to know those numbers for sure. Um, The next thing we ask about, and this is kind of the thing that most people assume that we're going to want to know, is we want to know what kind of assets you have. We want to know what kind of uh, investment accounts you have, what type of accounts they are. Is this a traditional IRA? Is it a Roth IRA? Is it a 401k? Is it just a individual stock brokerage account? We want to know all those different things. And usually when someone comes into our office, the first thing they do is they slap down a pile of statements that they just got this last quarter and they go, okay, here's everything I have. And that's really good and helped for us and we need that information but in a lot of ways they don't realize that we need far more than that this is just one piece of the puzzle
0: yeah and this is why it's part two of the of the process it's not part one I mean there's a lot of guys who uh, when you walk in the door of their office are just gonna go shove those statements at me baby I want to know how much you got so I know how much commission I'm gonna make no you mean
1: they you mean there's exist. advisors that care more about how much yeah. money they make than what the
0: client really needs yes I know it's profound wisdom but it does exist profound wisdom everyone so but anyhow and when you say we need to know the assets and we, we want to see all the assets that doesn't mean you just show us some of the assets You know, a couple examples I can think of in the past have been where people have not shared with me. Maybe they have a little E-Trade account with like 10 stocks they play with on the side for, you know, some kind of a little hobby thing or a game thing. And so they don't want to mention that because they're afraid I'm going to try to get those assets under management.
1: Oh, yeah. I want to sell you on bringing those assets over here. And I, I totally understand. I
0: get that conversation a lot too. Yeah. So, but the point is, we're not trying to scrape all the money under assets under management so that we make money the idea is to do the proper job for you in your retirement so if we don't know all the assets there's a certain element of different risk to that those stocks and it may be a small piece of the puzzle, Mary's small amount of money, but it doesn't matter. It's we need to know all of it, and it doesn't mean that we're going to go. Well, you can't have that in retirement. You need to move that over to these portfolios. So keep that in mind whenever you're gathering up your assets and putting it down on, on either on a sheet of paper or bring the statements in. Bring them all in. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to change your course of life if that's what you want. Now, if you say, "I got these ten stocks. I'm doing terrible with them. I hate it." I just don't know what to do with them. Okay, we'll have that discussion, but we're not going to force somebody to do that.
1: Right. And I mean, I think the biggest thing is, and this is kind of, I look at this as the same way a doctor looks at a patient. If we don't have all the information that you have available to you, we can't give you accurate planning advice. Same thing if you go into a doctor's office. If you don't tell the doctor about all of your symptoms, how is he ever going to know exactly what kind of disease or illness or whatever it is that you have? He can't treat you unless he knows everything. We can't help you build a plan for your retirement if we're missing out on integral information that you're holding back. And I think this comes down to and uh, kind of deciding what type of advisor you're looking for. There's different types of advisors out there and we kind of joke about the idea of the guy who just wants to get all this money under manager or he wants to sell you some insurance product or something like that just because he wants to make a buck you know those people. I mean, you and I know those people. We've met them at all kinds of different meetings and the first thing they talk about is how much money they make. And those people rub us wrong because you get that salesy feeling from them. If you have an advisor that gives you this idea that they're trying to sell me something every time I go to their office, maybe it's time to look at a different advisor because your advisor should be someone who is taking a holistic, unbiased approach because they are thinking, I want what's best for this person. You don't want an advisor who's saying, well, this is going to make the most sense and, and feel like you're getting sold something that you don't fully understand. You want an advisor who's going to educate you, keep you up to date, someone you can trust on that. So when you're talking assets, it's important to know everything on our end because that's really what leads to getting us from point A, which is where you're at to point B, which is where you want to be in retirement. We need to know all the information to get you from point A. So that talks kind of wraps up a couple of the two things uh, that, that we talk about early on in, in when it comes to the retirement planning. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to get back to the rest of the stuff. Over half of Americans are overwhelmed with anxiety, wondering when or if they will ever be able to retire. At Fike Advisors, we build a customized retirement plan. We call it our Retire ASAP plan, and we help you carry it out so you can put your mind at ease and focus on the things that matter most to you and your family. If you need help with your retirement plan, if you don't have a retirement plan or you're looking for an advisor, go to our website, retireasapshow.com, that's retireasapshow.com, and click the Schedule Now button in the top corner. That is your best way to get in contact with us because you can schedule a free 20-minute conversation with me or Brad, and we can talk about how we can get you retired as soon as possible. That's retireasapshow.com, retireasapshow.com and click the schedule now button today. All right, Brad. So the next thing that we like to talk about with our clients, um, I know we already talked about budgeting stuff, but the next thing that we like to talk about with our clients is we want to know about income. And I know that you know this, not every single client that comes to us is still working. Some clients are already in retirement. And so talk about some of the different things that we need to know income-wise from new people who are trying to get a retirement plan set up. Talk about some of those different income things that we need to know when we're taking inventory.
0: Keep in mind, uh, here at our office, we, we have an income and expense sheet that we usually hand out. And it It just helps guide people where together or what we're looking for. But uh, we really need to know if if you're collecting Social Security income, we need to know that. If you're disability Social Security income, we need to know that. We need to know if you have a pension income somewhere coming in, any kind of inheritance, income from a trust, things of those sorts are very important. Because that helps us know, well, a big piece of that's probably for tax planning purposes in retirement. And then also, how are you ever gonna calculate how you're ever gonna meet your budget in retirement?
1: Right, yeah, income's really important to us, Uh, I think. It allows us to get a better picture because I think most people, when they go to a financial advisor, uh, they're thinking about what am I going to do with my investments to get myself to retirement? And what most people don't realize is that, yes, investments are a part of a retirement plan, but they're one piece of the puzzle. We need to really take a look into income and know, okay, what kind of tax implications are certain investments going to have on this portfolio? And we're not tax advisors by any means. We're not going to tell you what tricks to do to, to save you a few bucks in taxes, but there are some things that we can recommend you talk to your tax person about to say, look, we can save some tax dollars in retirement, but we need to know all of your income sources. And one of the things that I run into a lot with younger clients, let's say someone in their thirties or their forties, who is looking to retire early of some sort is they don't even know what their social security estimates are. And Well, yes, Social Security has some questions surrounding it as to will it be there when us younger people are even going to be collecting it? I really do think it will be. I can't confirm that, but I do think it's not going anywhere. I think there'd be quite the uprising in our country if all of a sudden Social Security disappeared. It may look slightly different, but for planning purposes, it's good to get that information and it's available to us. We just have to go to the Social Security website and they have estimates on there. Now, they're not fully accurate because we don't have all of our working years involved in there, but still it's accurate enough for us to kind of set a direction and then keep things updated. So I think even knowing social security estimates for a lot of our clients is really helpful as we start doing some of those planning things.
0: Yeah. And, I, and people can get that off of ssa.gov. They can go in and enter their. You can, log, you can set up a login and go in and look at that on a regular basis. And you should check it regularly to make sure that they're putting your income in correctly so that it is accurately recorded historically. But most of the people, when they come in in their 50s, they're already aware of it. Um, People my age that are closer to retirement have probably already looked there or know that they need to look there. So that's one of the things I will direct people right away if we're five years out or whatever. We need to know that right now. And younger kids, you you need to be aware of it and you should be paying attention to it on a regular basis as well.
1: Right. Absolutely. So we want to know income information. And now we're going to get into some of the other things that we want to know that are kind of counterintuitive. And you go, why does my financial advisor need to know this stuff? And one of those things is a lot of your estate planning information. And believe it or not, I actually just had this conversation with Brad yesterday. I don't have a will. What kind of financial advisor doesn't have a will? It's one of the things that's on my list. It's been something, but us younger kids, most people in their 20s and 30s aren't even thinking about this. But as advisors, we want to know things like that. Do you have a will? Are you a part of a trust? Uh, Do you have power of attorneys out there? Healthcare power attorney, financial power of attorney, anything like that. Uh, Those documents are actually really important when it comes to a retirement
0: plan. Yeah, I think you're starting to get a piece of the profound wisdom that can be passed on to you. This is a necessity for everyone everyone if you're 18 and above you should have a will that's that's what i'm going to tell you because i'm going to tell you right now the state of ohio if you're in ohio or whatever state you're in they have a will for you it may not be what you want and if you need to look that up go to your uh, state i'm not even sure where you look at it but there's got to be a place on the state website it tells you what the basic will is if you die and don't have one but i guarantee it in most cases it's not going to be what you desire
1: yeah, and that's helpful in a lot of ways. that we, we were kind of joking about it, but not really joking about it. I think the the biggest thing for most uh, the younger people out there who are thinking about wills is, you know, can I even afford to get one? And there's so many places, and they may not be the highest quality of place to get something like a LegalZoom.com or something like that. There's all kinds of stuff online that you could be using, or if you or have friends or family that use a local attorney, you can always get prices from them. But it is something that is required, and it's something that I'm working on right right now to get things organized for myself because I, I got to walk the talk I'm talking but really we need to know that as a part of your financial plan because if there's something specific in your will or there's certain assets that you own in a trust that affects longevity of how well things work and and where certain income can come from and there may be exclusions and say okay well we thought you could use this for this type of income and you actually can't based off of these legal documents that are surrounding that and another thing that most people don't really realize is we want to know you know are you divorced is there child support involved is there any alimony you're paying or or receiving in, in a lot of cases for um, some of our clients we have some who are receiving out so those are huge factors too and how long does that last or when does it start those legal things that we don't actually deal with in our office we don't write wills we don't do trust but those things are important for us to know as we're making those plans
0: and I think also not just that point but also that they're up to date you know, things change over time. So I'll have people come in here and go, oh yeah, we did ours like 15 years ago. And the first thing I'll say is you probably should go back to your attorney or find an attorney that you're dealing with if your guy's retired or gal's retired, but they do need to kept, be kept up to date. Yeah. So
1: basically what you're telling me is that sometimes a 15 year old will is about as useless as not having a
0: will at all. Well, the, no, but the, the- I'm just trying, a, I'm trying to make myself feel better over you're here. You're trying to throw me on the curb, aren't you? <laughs> uh, it doesn't necessarily mean the will, but powers of attorneys and all that stuff uh, should have updated, uh, you know, wording in there as times change. Right. And then
1: one of the last pieces, so to
0: kind of wrap up some
1: of the things that we ask and things that you need to take inventory of when you're making a good retirement plan, the things that we do with our clients the retire ASAP plan, is we need to know about insurance stuff. And we hate insurance. We, it's kind of funny because insurance is where we started. I, when when my grandpa Ron, when he first started the business, it was all insurance, and that investments were kind of a side piece, and financial planning was something we did on top of regular life insurance and stuff. But now it's like at this point, we've got to the point to where insurance has just become such a salesy world. And I've talked to people my age who are like, oh, this life insurance guy called me. He's trying to sell me another policy. Yada yada yada." We've talked to enough of our clients with they go, oh yeah, I talked to so-and-so and and they sell life insurance now. It's just, it's such a tough world out there. And it's kind of a salesy world that a lot of people just don't like it. We don't enjoy doing a lot of it ourselves, but it is a necessary evil. Insurance is huge. It's for the security of your family. If anything were to happen that we don't expect. And while people my age love to think that we're immortal, we aren't. And uh, even the older you get, the more you start feeling how less immortal you are, but also how important it is as you start raising a family or as some of your family are starting to become empty nesters, knowing what insurance needs you have are important, um, especially when it comes to nursing home stuff. And maybe you have some stuff to say on that, Brad, as it comes to, because I know we've been doing a lot more of long-term care talk that has to do with nursing home planning just in these last five or six years because people are nervous about it. They're so expensive. And so we like to know on the inventory side, what kind of information do we need when it comes to insurance stuff?
0: Yeah, and I think long-term care is basically is when you have a long-term illness. How am I going to deal with that? It's usually a unplanned, right? We all right. know that it's unplanned and it's very costly if it's severe long-term illness. So uh, those discussions come up quite frequently and what what can ruin a plan in retirement is a long-term illness. Because yeah. it's so costly. So yeah. we have to have that discussion. Are you potentially at risk? We don't know that for, you know, at any point in time because nobody has a crystal ball. But we do have to talk about curveballs and we get them thrown at us all the time. And I discuss this regularly in my meetings is that we never know when that curveball is coming. So we have to prepare for it. So we at least have to have that discussion. And there's some cases where it's not needed coverage to cover that. Uh, there's ways to look around that there may be ways to gift assets and things of that sort which we usually refer on to an attorney and um, but that I think the insurance piece is a, it's a huge piece even though most people don't like it they think it's yeah I'm gonna spend money I got to spend money to do this but in the end it's it is a another piece of the puzzle that is you know profound wisdom. Well, profound wisdom
1: again. So, uh, but I think that the thing is, and and this is kind of the way that a lot of people look at it is especially with long-term care, but also with life insurance, they go, well, what if I dump all my money into, you know, having this term life insurance or having this long-term care policy and I never use it? What if I never use it? The thing is, you don't win if you have to use it. It's not a game that you're trying to win to use this. What you're really trying to do is protect your family from maybe some of the estate planning things you've done. You want to leave so much money to a charity, or you want to leave so much money to your children, or you want to make sure that you have your family farm, stay in the family, these types of things can be majorly affected if you don't have certain insurance to take care of those things or certain planning things with an attorney to make sure everything's all covered in that way. It's huge. And so that's why we need to know the other thing that most people don't realize is that they may have an insurance policy from when they were a kid that their parents or grandparents bought for them. Those can be actually useful pieces for tax-free income planning in retirement. And it's not saying that's for everybody. It's actually very few people that can actually do that and utilize that to the most optimal way but there are things that we want to know as um, as the advisor as someone who's going through the retirement plan that we want to know if you have this maybe this is something we can utilize to save you tax dollars in retirement and that's huge too
0: yeah and i think the other thing you look at is murphy's law you know what that is don't you when it comes to insurance Uh, please enlighten Uh, us okay so a little bit more wisdom here if you buy a life insurance policy Murphy's Law will probably say that you'll live a lot longer because the life insurance you have the life insurance policy expecting the worst it probably won't happen same thing with a long-term care policy early life insurance sales guys they used to you know they used to use that as a pitch to say what well, by the way, if you just buy this policy, you'll probably won't die. Now we all know you're going to die, but that was their point one of the little sales pitches. Hey, I used to be one.
1: <laughs> I'm licensed to sell insurance person. So right. I had to, right. I have to disclose that while I, while I joke about it, it, it is a thing, but you, you really just want to, uh, when we're doing these types of plans, when you're planning for retirement, we really do need to know these things because it matters. And a lot of times, some of this insurance stuff you have through work. And so you may think I have life insurance, uh, or I, have some sort of you know short-term disability, long-term disability. I have these things through my workplace. Well, when you retire, those benefits in most cases go away. And some of them, if they're written in perfectly. So you may be covered now, but do you have a plan for being covered once you do get to that retirement goal, that retirement dream to protect whatever you need to protect? Or maybe you don't need to protect anything at all. Maybe there are, and we have lots of clients who it doesn't make financial sense for them to pay all this money out for certain insurance things when they're only protecting so much money at the, at the time. So it does matter exactly what you're looking at and where you're looking at those things. And we need to know that if we're doing a full-blown financial plan.
0: And the sooner you plan in the life insurance piece and knowing that I have life insurance at work and then I retire and I'm gonna lose it, if you wait till that point, now you're a lot older, you're gonna pay a lot more premium. So always keep in mind that now's the time to have that discussion because it's not gonna get any cheaper. As we wait. So, those are just things. I mean, that's not a priority on our list to, okay, we're going to sell you a life insurance policy, but it is discussions that have to be have to be made, you know? So
1: Absolutely. So that's kind of what we're looking for. And I know that's not everything. And I think there are other things that we'll require from other people as they come through and do stuff. But on a general 10,000 foot view, that's a lot of what we're looking for. So um, when you're thinking about your retirement process and what you're doing, and maybe you're doing this all on your own, um, these are some things to be thinking about. If you do have an advisor, these are some questions, maybe, that they should be asking you and if they haven't asked you, maybe you need to bring up to them as something. or Maybe there's something you've been holding back because you're afraid to share it. It might be something integral to what you're doing with your current advisor. And if you don't have an advisor, we're currently taking on clients right now at Fike Advisors. You can connect with us on uh, the website. If you're listening to this through our website, there is a uh, tab at the top that says Contact Us. You can contact us there. Um, If you are listening on your phone, you can always go to www.fikeadvisors.com and go to the contact us page or you can always call our office at 330-264-1100 if you're looking for someone uh, to look at that we always do a free consultation as a part of this Uh, usually that first step of our process when we're talking about the dreaming stuff it's always free to you we want to make sure that we can actually help you before we start um, talking about any sort of business dealings we do with you so if you're looking for just a free 20 minute conversation it's really easy on our website you can even click a schedule now at the top corner is another way to do that so anyway good good discussion here next week we have some good stuff for you because now that we've got an inventory so we we set up our goal as to what we want to do we've taken inventory of everything we have next week we're going to go to the fun part and i think brad we're going to actually have a discussion of exactly a maybe more of an example of exactly of how we would go through this process with somebody so we'll have some fake numbers some fake names we can make some fun ones or something like that but we'll have something going on for them next week right
0: yeah, so basically our discussion today is where we're at today, which is point A. And next week will be how we set the course to get to point B. Point A to point B and uh, that's where we're going. Yeah, That's our next step.
1: So the next step in the, is the actual implementing of the plan. So I'm excited to share some of that with you guys and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Have a good one.